It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your weekly, weekly dose of wicked. wicked. I don't want a lot for podcast, miss. There's just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the podcast mystery. I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. Baby, all I want for podcast, miss, is you. Yeah. Happy first day of podcast, Miss. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I was going to finish the song with podcast, Miss Things, but... I was also, but I didn't want to seem insensitive. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we one time got that, you know, comment about how it was rude to sing about people being murdered, so... That, well, it's kind of rude. I mean, it is rude. I agree. <laughs> so that's why I stopped myself. Okay. Well, good job. Sometimes I just can't help myself. But sing things, so. All right, well, um, we don't really need to talk about anything, right? We just want to jump in on Podcastmas. I mean, is that what the people come here for? I mean, Do they come here know. for us to jump in? I mean, we don't really have anything to add. Well, let's talk about how it's December 13th. Okay. We obviously are recording this in advance because we um, don't want to be in a shit show like we were last year. Right. Where we were, you know, trying to edit episodes literally the night they came out. Like, right. when I say we, I mean me and the turd in my pocket because you weren't doing it. <laughs> um, so anyway, but let's just do some premonitions here. So it's December 13th. Okay. I'm going to go with, more than likely, I've done no Christmas shopping yet. Okay. I mean, I've done a little as of right now. It's December 4th, but as we're recording, it's about, you know, 10 days, 9 days out or earlier. Um, I've done a little bit of shopping, but I'm going to go with by December 13th. I've probably bought nothing else still. Okay. So I'm probably a frantic mess right now, mm-hmm. trying to finish my Christmas shopping, mm-hmm. wrap all my presents. I don't even know my Christmas tree up yet. <laughs> you know what? Why you do this? Did happen though. The elves returned. Oh yeah, and it was a glorious day. Was it glorious? Apparently, most elves return on December first. My elves did not return until December fourth. Well, you know. You win some, you lose some. But you know what, though? I think my kids enjoy that a little better. Because if they expect it on December 1st, it's one thing. But let me tell you, the amount of joy that was brought to them this morning. When they just randomly show up. When the random elves appeared. And they were like, <laughs> they didn't even realize it. Like this morning, one of them was like, hmm, maybe the elves will come tomorrow. And then one of the other ones was like, the elves are here! And it was like mad chaos. Like all of them like, took off running like lunatics looking for them. I mean, it was a good time. So I'm glad that our elves don't come on December 1st. I'm glad that they come when they feel like it. Um, our elves came back in July. Oh, right. Remember to do a little checkup? <laughs> yeah. So the elves were exactly where they were supposed to be. Okay. After their visit in July, which was the North Pole, obviously. Obviously. Anyway, so yeah, we're having a great time here in this month of December so far. Well, am I December 13th? Am I watching your kids today or am I watching your kids a week from today? We'll decide that tomorrow. Okay. Or maybe next week. I don't know. It'll depend on how my weekend goes. Okay. I'll have to give you a final answer on 
probably Sunday, depending on how much money I make this weekend. If I can finish up my Christmas shopping with the money I make or if I have to have another weekend of working. Okay. In order to do so. There's no telling. Well, I am hoping by December 13th, I am done shopping. Mm-hmm. And I am halfway through wrapping. You're almost done, right? <sighs> Give or take. Okay. Well, I still have Tyler's family I to gave do. you your gift today, so. <laughs> you said you were getting me another gift. I am getting you another gift, but okay. I'm just saying that the gift I got you, I gave you, so. I told you not to buy me another gift, though. Um, I am. Well, unnecessary. I actually told you not to buy me a gift at all. Well, that's unrealistic. Not only are we best friends, we're sisters and podcast co-hosts, so I have to get you a gift. Oh, so does that mean I have to get you three gifts? No. A best friend, a sister, and a podcast host, co-host gift? No. Oh, okay. But if you guys want to get us a gift, we could really use a Rodecaster <laughs> Pro 2. <laughs> or you, you could that. join the Patreon. Yeah, that'd be the best Christmas ever. Wouldn't it be amazing if all of our listeners were in the Patreon for Christmas? That would be pretty sick. That'd be pretty awesome. So if you guys want to make our Christmas, then you can... Uh, Head on over to patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked and join one of our three, I mean, four tiers. So that's how you can make our Christmas. You know how else you can make our Christmas? It's not Christmas. It's Christmas. It's podcast. We don't celebrate Christmas. We celebrate podcastmas. <laughs> well, I do celebrate Christmas, but. Well, but on the podcast, we celebrate podcastmas. I know. I'm aware. Sorry. I'm, we're drinking a little wine, so I'm probably going to be sloshed. <clears throat> that's not good. You got to drive home. I was joking. I've had a glass of wine. You can have a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't drank half a bottle. I only drank a quarter of a bottle. Oh, okay. I've had half a gla- half a gallon. I've had half a glass, <laughs> half a bottle. Oh, my God. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay. I'll be fine by the time we're done recording. Okay. Anyway, so what Sierra was trying to say is if you want to send us a Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Podcastmas, whatever you celebrate card, you can send that to our P.O. Box at... P.O. Box 1142, China Grove, North Carolina, 28023. That would be cool. You can make those out to Weekly Dose of Wicked, or you can make them out to Sierra. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Just Sierra. Forget Just Sierra. Ashley. Just Sierra. Or if you want to send us any other Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa gifts, I'm open to those too. I'm going to be honest. I like gifts. My love languages are words of affirmation and acts of service, but I mean, receiving gifts is okay with me as well. I think that's farther up on your list. What? Receiving gifts. You think it's farther up? It's number three. That's what I'm saying. I think it's number one. It's not. It's not anymore. I think it used to be. It 100% used to be. Yes. It did. But, but no. it changes. You know. It changes. My current love languages are acts of service, words of affirmation, and those are pretty equal. And then third is receiving okay. gifts. And then fourth is quality time. And then physical touch is about a zero. I understand. I don't like to be touched at all. So That is mine as well. And you keep touching me. Oh, my God. I'm just playing footsie with you. I don't like that. Whatever. You do to me all the time. No, I don't. Yes, I you never do. Touch you. you play footsie with me all the time. You're such a liar. You just did it at dinner like two nights ago or a week ago or something like that. You literally were playing footsie with me. I told you to leave me alone. I don't think so. I don't think that happened. It did. I don't think so. It did. I don't think so. Anyway. Anyway, shut your mouth. Merry podcast, miss. Let's get into the case. <laughs> that was really rude. And for that, I'm leaving. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. Put your headphones back on and get back in the case. Let's go. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, this is kind of a long one, so. It's a long one? It. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry. All right, let's get into Maybe it. Maybe it's not that long. It just ugh, took forever. Why? I don't know. It just did. I didn't mean to touch you that time. It was an accident. <laughs> Put on the shelf. <laughs> you told me I'm not allowed to do that anymore. 
You're gonna break our $10 shelf. And you just dumped all of our pens on the floor. You're as bad as Buford. <laughs> Whatever it is, what it is. All right. Tell me about this. Do all of you know what our theme for Podcastmas is? If you don't, you should. You should 100%. Um, it would be 12 days of stalking. And by stalking, we mean S-T-A-L-K-I-N-G. When I look up stalkings, it autocorrects it every single time to stockings. And it shows me <laughs> women's stockings, which is not what I want. That's why I Google stockings true crime. Anyways, let's get into it. On November 18th of 2012, Nancy Rainey reported her daughter, Carrie Farver, missing to the Potawatomi police. Potawatomi? Potawatomi. Potawatomi. Okay. I want a Potawatomi for Christmas. <laughs> That's not the song. <laughs> I know it's not, but it fit. <laughs> okay, anyways, Nancy had gotten numerous texts from her daughter in the recent days, but no actual phone conversations. Nancy called Carrie multiple times, and she wouldn't answer the phone. Only would communicate through text. Nancy told police that on November 13th, she got a text from Carrie that said she was quitting her job and moving to Kansas for a new job opportunity. She also texted her job that she was quitting to take a new job opportunity. Mm -hmm. Carrie told her mom that she would make arrangement later to get her son from her. Carrie had a teenage son, Max, who had been staying with his grandparents while Carrie stayed with a new boyfriend, Dave, because she was working on a big work project and his place was about an hour closer to her job. So the last few days she had been staying with him. Okay, can I just say a few seconds ago, it was really awkward when you said job opportunity. Why? Because you said, for a new job, opportunity. <laughs> it was really awkward. Caught no. me off guard. <laughs> I thought you were like starting a new sentence with opportunity, but then you weren't. Well, because what happened was it was on the next line, so mm -hmm. I didn't see it there. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be awkward. No, it's just funny. But I'm always awkward, so. A new job. Opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> it also could just have been funnier, because. You drank half a bottle of wine. I didn't drink half a bottle of wine. <laughs> Quit telling people that. I didn't. Uh, okay, anyways. I've had one glass. I'm on my second. I know. I was just. I, I haven't just had an alcoholic beverage, though, in quite some time. So. I just like to make fun of you. Oh, I'm aware. Continue. Okay. Did you put an ad break in this? I just thought I would do it as it felt good. Okay, great. Or you could do it as it felt good. Just say like, hey, it's time for an ad break. They'll throw me off. Okay. <laughs> That'll Sounds be fun. fun. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so she'd been staying with this new boyfriend. His name, name was Dave. Dave. Um, but the relationship was really new. Carrie's family had never met him. They didn't really know anything about him. They didn't even know his last name. All they knew was that he lived in Omaha, Nebraska. Near her work. That's good. So, I mean, Carrie's an adult. It doesn't matter how I mean, old you are. You should still tell people the name of the person you're living with. I agree, but I'm just saying. She's not living with him. She's just staying with him for a couple days. Okay. I don't care. I mean, I agree. They should know his last name, but. She's an adult. Got it. She's allowed to do what she wants to do. I'm just saying. You should let people know who you're staying with. No, I agree. So, Carrie had previously told her family about this job opportunity that she had in Kansas and that she had applied for it. So when Carrie's mom got these messages, it was kind of a shock. Oh, and these were texts. She didn't even hear from her daughter, right? right? Oh, yeah, no. it was just texts. So it was kind of a shock, but and it was sudden, but it wasn't completely out of the blue because they didn't know about the job opportunity. Right. They had even spoken previously about the possibility of if she did get this job, that Max would maybe stay with the grandparents to finish school, and Carrie would visit them on the weekends. I mean, like, they had already had conversations about this, but it was just really sudden that she was just like, hey, quit my job. I'm taking this new job. Right. 
So Carrie told them that she was going to go to Kansas for the job, that she'd be back that weekend for a wedding of a family member, and that they would discuss everything then. Within the next few days, she also received texts from Carrie that said that she had sold all of her furniture, that it had already been paid for, and she sent her mom pictures of the checks, that she wanted her mom to meet the buyer for pickup. And her mom said, no, absolutely not. You can call me, and we can talk about it, but until then, I'm not doing anything for you. So Carrie got extremely agitated. She told her mom that she was a horrible mother, and that she was taking Max, and she would never see them again. That was a little dramatic. Yeah. So the weekend came and went, and Carrie never showed up for the wedding. So immediate panic into her family. <laughs> no, I'll say that again. <laughs> that was awkward. <laughs> I'm just an awkward girl. I don't know why you I try to fix my awkwardness. It's fine, but like sometimes you're awkward, and then sometimes you're like immediate panic to her family. Like that was just awkward. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so this brought immediate panic into her family. Okay, thank you. Was that better? Yes, it was much better. Thank okay. you. We're just working on your public speaking. <laughs> That's why I can't do a live show. I know. <laughs> um, Carrie's mom did receive another weird text. Not about missing the wedding and not about this new job. This time it was a text that said that she had broken up with this new boyfriend and she was really depressed. And she was thinking about checking herself into a mental institution. This came as a shock because Carrie's family didn't see any signs of, the, of um, depression before she had left. Mm -hmm. But she did have a history of mental illness. She had battled depression for a long time. And had eventually been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. She had been on medication to balance everything out, and she was doing really well in the last few years. She had finished college, gotten a good job. She seemed pretty happy. She and Max were living very comfortably. Then, all of a sudden, everything took a nosedive. So, all of this is what caused Carrie's mom to kind of panic and go report her missing to the police that day after the wedding. Nancy told the police about Carrie's bipolar diagnosis, and they told her, well, you know, she's an adult. She probably just quit taking her medication. Like, there's really nothing we can do. But Nancy was adamant that something was wrong. Her daughter was being very erratic and not herself. She hadn't had any real contact with her in days, just messages. And the police are like, okay, fine, we'll look into it. They tracked down the phone that Carrie was using, and the messages were sent coming from Omaha, not Kansas, like she said she was at. There were uh, no signs of Carrie in Omaha, though. Uh, they didn't really know exactly where to look because they didn't know anything about this boy, Dave, that she was supposedly with. Mm -hmm. They did look into the furniture buyer from the checks to see if the person had actually met with Carrie. The person they contacted was Liz Golier. She said that she had actually had her checkbook stolen and she herself did not buy any of the furniture. But she might have an idea of who stole her checkbook. She said that her ex-boyfriend, Dave Krupa, had <sighs> had a crazy new ex-girlfriend named Carrie. What? Okay. So they got Dave's information. He had to know something, right? Mm-hmm. So the cops show up at the automotive shop that Dave works at to question him. They ask him where Carrie is, and he's like, yeah, I don't know. He says that he hasn't seen her in a couple weeks. He told police that he had met Carrie a month or two prior. Dave was working at an automotive shop in Omaha when a woman came in wanting to get her SUV repaired. Their eyes met and sparks flew instantly. Can you not? <laughs> Please? Like, why? <laughs> why do you always feel the need to try and quote Taylor Swift at our podcast? Because I think it's fun. Anyways. The problem is, is I have ADHD. And when you do that, it makes my mind go, bloop. T-Swift. So, Dave uh, was working. It was not that time or place to head on a customer, so he helped her and let it go. 
A few weeks later, though, Dave went on a dating site, and he came across the woman from the shop. Her name was Carrie. He messaged her, saying that he knew her from the shop. What a coincidence this was, and they started talking. He asked her out on a date, and she said yes. They went out to eat and had a great time. After he invited her back to his place, and she said yes. Minutes after they arrived, a knock on the door came. It was Dave's ex-girlfriend, Liz, coming to retrieve some items that she had left at Dave's. But this doesn't really bother Carrie. She's just like, oh, whatever, laughs it off, excuses herself. She says, no big deal. I get it. Figure stuff out. Call me when you're done if you want. So then why did Liz think she was crazy? We're getting there. Okay. So after Dave and Liz sort things out, Dave's called Carrie. Dave calls Carrie. She invites him to come over to her place that night. It's about an hour away, but Dave figures, why not? So he makes the trip. At Carrie's, they're just talking, drinking some coffee, and Carrie turns to Dave and says, hey, listen. If we have sex, that's all it is. It's just sex. I don't want a relationship. Um, I don't want anything serious. Just want to have a good time. And Dave agrees. He's like, yeah, exactly. I just got out of a pretty serious relationship. He had been dating a woman named Amy for 12 years, and they had two kids. Afterwards, he kind of dated around. He dated Liz. He dated a couple other people, but he just wasn't really the serious type. So Carrie seemed to be perfect for him right now. Mm-hmm. Dave and Carrie had been dating for two weeks, and Carrie told Dave that she had this huge project at work that was going to take up a lot of her time, so she wasn't going to be seeing him as much. Carrie worked at a, uh, she was a computer programmer, she worked at a business nearby. So Dave said, hey, um, if it would make it easier for you, you could stay at my place, and that would make your commute less. And she was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I that would make my two-hour commute a lot less, so sure, I'll do that. So on Tuesday of that week, they both went off to work. And a few hours later, Dave receives a text from Carrie, which threw him for quite a loop. The text said that she wanted to move in permanently. They had only been dating for two weeks, and they both agreed that this was going to be casual, so Dave was quite shocked and said, uh, no. Right. Immediately, Carrie texts back angrily, fine, I don't want to see you again, I hate you, I'm dating someone else. Just kind of like on a, a crazy tangent. Dave is like, what the hell? I'm at work. I don't have time for this. And he ignores her and continues on his work day. Mm-hmm. When Dave gets home, Carrie is gone. Over the next few weeks, though, she continues to harass him through text messages, but he hadn't seen her since that day. I'm really confused here. Who's the stalker? I don't know. You're really throwing me for a loop. <laughs> you just gotta listen. Okay. I'm confused. I'm really confused. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I was thinking Carrie's missing... She was killed by a stalker. But now it's kind of seeming like maybe she's a stalker. Right. I don't know. Hold on to your britches. Okay. I don't like this. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not a fan of this case. Well, we're not very far into it, so. I hope we're pretty far into it. We're 30 minutes into this fucking episode. What are you talking about? You bring it going, girl. I told you it was a long one. You talk too much. Do people like me to talk? Uh, debatable. It's not. <laughs> like, it's 100% true. So Dave turned over all of these messages to the police, and they seemed that what they thought was true. Carrie took off on her own and was suffering some kind of mental illness issue, and they needed to locate her to confirm that this was true. The detectives then received a text from Carrie herself that basically said to leave them alone, and they responded with, um, we can't until we locate you because this is a missing persons case. Mm-hmm. Carrie responds back that she's fine, and she just wants one person to go away for destroying everything. They contact Carrie's family and Dave to say if they knew who she's talking about. And Dave says, yeah, probably Liz. Carrie had messaged him multiple times blaming Liz for their breakup and ruining everything. So the police 
believed Carrie did steal Liz's checkbook and wrote herself the checks. They contacted Liz and told her that she needed to file a report about this with the Omaha police since that was their that wasn't in their jurisdiction. Liz had told them that she was actually getting ready to contact them because when she'd gotten home that day from work, she found um whore from Dave written across her garage wall. Oh no. So Carrie's gonna stalk Liz. Mm-hmm. Oh no. So Liz and Dave have both filed reports now with the I feel Omaha bad. Police. I was really thinking Dave was going to be a creep. Yeah, no, Dave is not. Hmm. So they've both uh, filed reports now with the Omaha police against Carrie stalking them. Mm-hmm. But back in her hometown with the Potawatomi police, she's still considered a missing person because no one has actually talked to her. Right, and I think now it's probably a good time for an ad. Do do do. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com do do did you like that? Yeah, I did. Right in the <laughs> middle of my paragraph. <laughs> but that's okay. He had to surprise you with the ad break because you didn't put it in, so. Yeah, that works. So, um, police reports filed in Omaha against Crazy Carrie. She's a missing person in Potawatomi. Yeah, in Hippopotamus, she's a missing person. <laughs> it's not very nice to make fun of their town, their county, whatever it is. Making fun of it. Hippopotamus and I feel Potawatomi? like Potawatomi or whatever is a funny word and so is hippopotamus. I'm not making fun of it. Okay. I feel like hippopotamus is a funny word. Like whoever came up with that name, whoever was like, oh, there's a hippopotamus, probably <laughs> okay. named Potawatomi. Well, it's possible, I suppose. So the police go update Nancy, the mom, that what they have found out. But Nancy was just like, yeah, I just don't think this is possible. So she continues to push the police to look for her daughter's strange disappearance but she gets a lot of pushback they really just believe that you know she's had a mental break and that she's not missing maybe she really has maybe i'm wrong she's not stalking anybody (sighs) i don't like this (laughs) so the day before thanksgiving nancy messages carrie and invites her to thanksgiving carrie didn't respond and did not show a month later carrie's father passes away nancy reached out to her to tell her about the funeral arrangements again carrie doesn't show but she did respond back saying that she was sorry that she missed the funeral a few days later carrie posted on facebook that dave had proposed to her and how happy she was what (laughs) no (laughs) happened dave broke up with her yeah so the cops reach out to dave and he's like yeah no i did not propose to her oh man is there a fake dave no okay so he still hasn't seen her, but he's continually being texted by her daily. He says that he's probably receiving about 50 to 60 messages a day from her. Oh. It's pretty much just like rendering his phone useless with how much she's texting him. He says that he's changed his phone number multiple times, and she just keeps getting the new number. How? I don't know. 
That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says that most of her texts were angry rants and messages that he shouldn't be with Liz. Um, but Dave wasn't with Liz. They right. had grown a little closer since, you know, they were both being stalked by Carrie. They were talking more, but they weren't together. Okay. Dave says numerous times Carrie messaged him about watching him. She would say things like, oh, I see you in the kitchen washing your dishes. And he would be in the kitchen washing his dishes. So he would, you know, go look around and he wouldn't see anyone anywhere. Carrie also told Dave that she stole his extra key and would come and go from his apartment as she pleased. Carrie sent Dave a picture of a woman tied up in the trunk of a car and said that she had kidnapped Liz. Dave contacted Liz and she didn't. She was fine. Carrie sent a fake obituary that she had made from Liz and said that she was going to kill her. And that part of it was already done since she'd already made this obituary. Liz. (laughs) the hell? Liz says that she was getting a lot of texts and emails from Carrie threatening her to stay away from Dave. One that said that she was in her garage and she could see that her handiwork was still on the wall. They filed reports about these instances, but as stalking cases go... There's really nothing the police can do unless they harm them. Yeah. And they can't find Carrie anyways. Right. So Carrie reaches out to Dave and tells him that she's getting an apartment nearby and she gives him the address. He turns this over to the police and they go there to find Carrie. The address exists, but the apartment number she gave does not. Okay. Two months after Carrie had disappeared to become a full-time stalker, Dave saw Carrie's... (laughs) Not laugh. Oh my god. <laughs> I just laugh nonchalantly. You said that. <laughs> Two months after Carrie disappeared to become a full time stalker. <laughs> like, well, that's what she was. I mean, I understand, but I just laugh nonchalantly. <laughs> you just threw that in there. I'm crying. <laughs> I don't even remember writing that off. <laughs> Oh. oh, my chest hurts. Whew. Okay. Anyway, so two months after Carrie had disappeared, <laughs> um, Dave saw to Carrie become a full-time stalker. Also, how was she? Where was she living? Like, what was she provide? I don't understand. Like, she just completely disappeared for yeah. two months. But like, mm-hmm. she's in the area. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay. So Dave sees Carrie's SUV in a parking lot at his apartment complex. How big is Omaha? I think it's a pretty big city. Is it? Because Malibu there in Wonder Hill and it didn't seem very large. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was like small town. Omaha, remember? Omaha, Nebraska. He didn't last long because he had to come home to Millie because he was in love with her. But then Millie became a cokehead. Um, Their population is 487,000. Okay, so I guess it is a big area. Which I find to be funny because Wonder Hill was filmed in Wilmington. Wilmington, I don't feel like it's that big of a population. You think they have that big of a population? I don't know. But he, like, made it out like Omaha was miserable because it was, like, small town. Nothing there. Okay, but you know that things like that like to lie. Oh, I know. I just think it's Just, funny. like, true crime shows that are, like, Charlotte, North Carolina, a homey little town. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. Uh, Wilmington's population is 117,000. Yeah, so that's so crazy to me. Okay, so anyway. It's just crazy to me that she's been missing for two months and I haven't been able to find her. Like, she's got to be living in her car. Well, they've just found her car. 
At his apartment complex. Okay, I'm saying for the past two months, where's she been? Oh, well, not in her car. So, the police come, they get her car, and they impound it. Okay. They search it, and it seems that it has not been in or driven in quite a while. It's just been at his apartment? Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know where it's been. But that's where they found it, was in his apartment. And, like, maybe he lives in, like, a really pretty big apartment complex. Maybe it's, like, in a different parking lot, not next to his apartment. I don't know. Okay. I don't know the details there. Oh, Okay. So, um, that's what I was going to, I say that in a couple lines, like, has it been there the whole time? Like, how has he not seen it in the last two months? Like that, that's not making a lot of sense to me, but I don't know. Like I said, maybe it's a big apartment complex and it's like, on I the don't know, side. this is just crazy to me because I'm thinking like she was missing and like somebody was texting. So I was thinking someone else was texting from her phone. Right. But then like, now you have me leading to believe that, like she's fine and that she's just a crazy stalker. Right. But now I don't know again. Right. I know. Okay. So they search the car, hasn't really been, they don't think, used or driven in a while. It's completely clean on the inside. So they dust it for fingerprints. There are none except for there is one fingerprint inside of a mint container in the glove box that is not curious. Interesting. So for the next couple of years, the stalking and harassment continues for Liz and Dave. For a couple of years? Mm-hmm. And we still don't know where Carrie is? Mm-hmm. She's just missing still? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Okay. Carrie's broken into Dave's apartment, um, broken his window. Liz's house gets burned down. She oh, was actually shit. in the process of moving. So she and her kids were not in the house at the time. But unfortunately, her animals, two dogs, one cat, and a snake were inside the house and all died. Oh, shit. In the fire. Um, she and Dave have both received messages from Carrie saying that she burned down the house herself and that she was hoping that Liz and kids, Liz and her kids would have died in it. Unfortunately, they did not, in Carrie's words. Oh, my gosh. Carrie starts threatening Dave's children if he didn't cut contact with Liz. Because, like I said, this whole time, you know, they're kind of growing closer because they're going through this trauma together. Mm-hmm. So, Carrie's family were still in disbelief. This just seems like it escalated, like, really quickly. Because, like, I you mean, said... it's just, like, in a few years, you know. No, I understand that. But I'm saying, like, you said that Carrie was there and Liz came by. And Carrie was just like, no big deal. You guys work it out. Let me know when you're done. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden... She's like, it's all Liz's fault. Like, I just, it's really weird to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Carrie's family still does not believe that Carrie has just left. Right. They think that something has happened to her. So they continue trying to call her. She won't talk to them. They would send her messages, pleading with her to come home, telling her they loved her and that they would help her. Carrie would occasionally respond, but was very vague about her whereabouts. At one point, the family received a phone call from a man that Carrie was at a homeless shelter and that they needed to come get her. So Nancy contacted the police and they went um, to get Carrie, but she wasn't there. The police showed the shelter a photo of Carrie and they said that she was never there. Nancy messaged Carrie again asking her about this, and she didn't respond. Okay, this is the thing, too. Who's paying her phone bill? I don't know. This is really crazy to me. Like, this Wait, is she really doesn't crazy. have a job? She doesn't have a job. She doesn't have a home. She doesn't have a car. Right. Who's paying her phone bill? I don't know. Okay. Maybe her mom. Maybe. Okay. You know, maybe she's like, well, that's my only communication with her. Right. A few weeks later, Carrie posted on Facebook, I am a grown woman. If I feel like leaving home, I have the right. I asked my son, Max, to come with me, but you don't want to. So when I'm ready to come back home, I will. I love you all very much, but I need time still to sort things out. With all of the time passing and no real contact with Carrie, her family are convinced that something has happened to her. Maybe she was being impersonated is what they think. I mean, I thought this that This does not sound well. like her. 
I thought that as well. Also though, um, when you actually are a parent, you don't actually get to have time to sort things out without your children. Right. Just like to throw that out there. Well, I mean, I agree, but her mom is like, yeah, that's fine. Max can stay with me. No worries. Yeah, but that's not really how parenting works. I mean, I agree. Um, so they just really don't think that these posts and these messages sound like Carrie. Uh, the grammar is not how Carrie wrote. You know, that's like one really big thing. Like, this is not how she wrote. If you message someone all the time, like, you know how they text. Mm -hmm. And the cops are like, I mean, yeah, it's her. It's her phone number. It's her Facebook. It's her. And so Max is like, you know what? Um, Max is like, you know what? I'm going to message my mom himself. So paraphrased conversation. He's like, hi. A couple days later, Carrie messages back. And she's like, hey, little buddy, how are you doing? First of all, he's a teenager. He's not a little buddy, but anyways. Max says that he's doing good, but he has three questions for him, for her. Mm -hmm. What's his middle name? What was their first dog's name? And what was his best friend in childhood name? His childhood's name. And Carrie doesn't respond. Okay. He's like, if she can answer these questions, this is my mom. She never answers. Okay. Contact from Carrie slowed down between days, Dave, Liz, and her own family in 2015. So now three years later. Two detectives have heard about Carrie's bizarre case and request to be on it. So looking back at the file, they see both sides. What the police saw, a woman who went through a mental break and was terrorizing her obsession and who she believes separated them. And what her family sees, a woman who has disappeared and was being portrayed by someone else through technology. So that's what they do. They look at this case separately from both Carrie being alive and Carrie being deceased. So earlier in the investigation, Dave and Liz both handed over their phones and they made, like, complete copies of them. Mm -hmm. So the new detectives look through Liz's phone. Well, they look through both of the phones. Okay. I think she's being impersonated. I just want to throw that out there now. Okay. That's what you think now? I do. I mean, I thought that from the beginning, but then you were really throwing me for loops here. I know. I mean, I crazy. from the beginning thought, like, oh, okay, somebody's stalking her, killed yeah. her, and now they're impersonating her. But then I was like, holy shit. I'm completely wrong. But then I was like, no, no, I'm not wrong. I don't know. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with somebody's impersonating her. Okay. Some other crazy-ass stalkers impersonating her. So that's what I'm going to go with, being impersonated. Okay. Final answer. Boom. Turned it in. <laughs> okay, thank you. So the new detectives look through their phones. In Liz's phone, they see pictures of Care's SUV, which was dated from before Dave had found it. There in was whose phone? Liz. In Liz's phone, they found pictures of Carrie's SUV before Dave reported it found. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was missing. Right. We knew where it was. But right. But she had a photo of it. She took a picture yeah. of it. Okay. There was also a picture of a woman tied up in a car. Remember that Carrie sent Dave? Oh, God. The picture of Carrie's driver's license with a knife next to it that Carrie had sent Dave. They These developed. These were in Liz's phone? Yeah. Like she had taken them? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they're in her phone. I don't know. She saved they're them. They're like in her camera roll. I mean, they're in her, like, photo album. So she okay. saved them or she took them herself. Okay. I don't know. Okay. So the police have a theory that Liz is pretending to be Carrie. Mm-hmm. So they have their IT person go through all of the information. But that's going to take some time. So in the meantime, in walks Liz to the police station to file a report. One of the detectives who was over Carrie's case did the interview. Liz was not there to file a report on Carrie, like she had numerous times before. But this time on Amy Flora. Is that Dave's, like, baby mama? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now she's going to file a report against Amy, mm -hmm. which is Dave's baby mama. Yes. Okay. So Liz is the creeper. Got it. <laughs> I don't know. You do know. I do know, but I'm not going to tell you. So she says that herself and Dave were on again, off again. 
but after their last break that she had started getting harassing messages from Amy that were very similar to the messages that she had gotten in the past from Carrie. And suddenly, a light went off in Liz's head. She thinks that Amy is pretending to be Carrie. Yes. She thinks, what if all of this time it was Amy sending all of these messages and not Carrie? So she goes to the police with this theory. She says, it just doesn't really make sense because Carrie and Dave only dated for two weeks. And then Carrie's going to stalk both of them for three years. But it would make sense that the woman that Dave had been with for 12 years and then the next person he dated after her was Liz to stalk them. Mm-hmm. So she says, you know, she has a lot more motive, a lot more reason. So she now thinks that all of the stalking had not been Carrie, but had been Amy. So the police listened to the theory and they told her that they would look into it. The very next day, a 911 call comes in from Liz that she had been shot in the leg while in the park. She says that she was, you know, taking some time to blow off some steam. She went for a walk in the park. She took a break, sat down at a picnic table. Somebody came up behind her, made her lay on the ground, shot her in the leg, and then ran off. And she knows this person was Amy. So police will arrive, and um, Amy is nowhere to be found. The police go to Amy's house to bring her in for questioning. Her car is in the parking lot, and the officer feels the car, and it feels like it's cold, like it hadn't been driven. At the police station, Amy denies shooting Liz, saying that she was home with her kids all day. She agreed to a polygraph. Um, she took multiple, and she failed them all. The police interviews her neighbors. What the fuck? So Amy's the crazy person. What the hell is going on? <laughs> You've already locked in your answer that Liz is this the crazy is insane, person. Ashley. This is insane. I know. That's no. why I had to do it. No, 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 no. It's a good start to podcastmas. Done. I'm freaking done. <laughs> podcastmas is over. Well, we're this not is done. insane. Oh my god. Okay, continue. So they interview her neighbors, and they all say that they never saw Amy leave the house that day. Okay. Then how'd you fill all the polygraphs? I don't know. She, she went the back door. She went the back door. Maybe. So, but the detectives, they don't really believe Liz. They're already suspicious of her, and they think that this whole thing is just really a coincidence. And so now they're more that suspicious she was shot in the leg? She probably shot herself in the damn leg, because she's crazy. So that's what they're thinking. Okay. Oh my god, was the woman tied up in the trunk fucking Gary? Oh my god. Ashley. So the IT person got back to them. They said that all of these emails that were from Carrie were in fact coming from an IP address that was linked to Liz. Okay. Liz had had over 30 different email addresses registered to her. Okay. Pretty crazy. Sounds like somebody I know. Myself. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I have a ton of emails. So now they believe, they believe that Liz has been impersonating Carrie for the past three years. Mm Mm-hmm. The fingerprint in the mint container of Carrie's car comes back to a match to Liz. Glad I locked this answer in. (laughs) You did try to change it, though. (laughs) In order to prove that it was Liz, they decide they're going to play into her game. I like it. They come to Liz and they tell her that there is a break in the missing person case of Carrie. Okay. So they lie and they say that some remains have been found and they believe that they're Carrie's. They believe Liz's theory and that everything had actually been Amy, but they needed Liz's help to get solid evidence. Within days, Liz starts forwarding emails to the police, saying that they were from Amy. She says that she is responsible for the shooting, that she was trying to finally get rid of her for being between her and Dave. The police contacted Liz, and they said, you know, these emails are good, they're a good start, but we really need more. So Liz is like, okay, so should I email her back? And the cops are like, I mean, if you're comfortable with that. 
So Amy emails back, so if you really shot me, then what kind of gun was it? And did you ever get to meet up with Dave's ex, Carrie? Amy responds with, it was Dave's that I used. Don't worry, you didn't get it as bad as Crazy Carrie. When I met Crazy Carrie, she wouldn't stop talking about Dave and him being her husband. She tried to attack me, but I attacked her with a knife. I stabbed her three to four times in the chest and stomach area, then took her out and burned her. I stuffed her body in a garbage bag full of crap. They told Liz, you know, thanks, this is exactly what we need. A few days passed, and Dave's calls the police. He says that he just heard from Liz and that she told him that she had heard from the sheriffs that they had a big break in the case and that they believed Amy was involved. And the cop's like, yeah, this is an active investigation. Like, I can't really tell you anything. Mm-hmm. But I think that you should avoid Liz like the plague. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't really worry about Amy. Mm-hmm. So Dave takes this advice and he moves in with Amy too so they can protect each other and their kids. Mm-hmm. And Liz is furious. Mm-hmm. She calls the police, and she's like, this is absolutely ridiculous. They're not doing anything. Um, she gets to kill somebody. She gets to shoot me. And then she gets to end up with Dave. She gets everything, and I get nothing? Yeah. And they're like, um, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, but, like, we don't have enough. And then emails begin pouring in from Amy that detail Carrie's murder. Amy says that she stabbed Carrie in her car. Carrie begged to be able to speak to her family before she died. She begged for her to call Dave. She told of specific marks and tattoos that Carrie had. So they need to find Carrie's car to see if these things could be true. Carrie's car has been sold, but they did track it down and remove the fabric from the passenger side seat. And sure enough, there is a very large dark red stain on the seat. Mm -hmm. It came back positive for human blood. And then DNA came back to match it to Carrie. Mm-hmm. The emails from Amy were, of course, traced back to Liz. Of course. They brought Liz in for questioning again, and she denies having anything to do with Carrie's murder. She says that she's the victim, along with um, Carrie. It's all Amy. And then she asks for attorney, so she can quit talking to them. A search warrant is issued, and inside Liz's house, they find a camera, and on that SD card was pictures of a deceased body. Mm-hmm with a yin and yang tattoo on her thigh and a Chinese symbol on her foot, both of which Carrie had. So I don't think it was, like, pictures of the full body. I think it was just, like, parts of her body. But they could, like, tell from the pictures that it was deceased. Mm-hmm. So on December twenty second, 2016, Liz is arrested for Carrie Farber's murder. The trial starts on May tenth, two 2016. Liz waives her right to a trial by jury, and a single judge hears her case. With no body, no time of death, no physical dev- evidence. It's all circumstantial evidence. The judge finds Gil- Liz guilty of first-degree murder and second-degree arson for burning down her own house. Right. And she was sentenced to life. I know. That blew my mind. That was crazy. Whoa. Very hard to keep up with. That's why it took yeah. so long. Yeah. Because I just kept getting confused. Yeah. Of who. Holy crap. Poor Carrie. Mm-hmm. So they never found her body. No, and like she only dated the guy for a couple of weeks. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell, Liz, you psychopath, in my opinion? Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck? So in one thing that I read, it said that she was estimated to have been portraying Carrie for 40 to 50 hours a week. That is a full-time <laughs> fucking job. Right? Like, that is insane. Yeah, that is crazy. That's why stalkers, they terrify me. Yeah, because they're freaking crazy as shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Poor Carrie. I mean, poor and Dave. Poor too. everyone who was involved in this. I mean, poor Dave too, because like she was stalking Dave. Like Liz was stalking Dave. Right to try to get them closer together, I guess. <sighs> and then like Amy, Amy had nothing to do with any of this. Right. She gets dragged in and gets accused of shooting somebody. Right. The whole thing, and like poor Max, he doesn't have a mom. And what a lunatic! She shot herself in the leg. Yeah. In the park in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it was daylight. I think it was like evening. But okay. Either way. In broad evening. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, what a lunatic! Oh my gosh! Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's freaking absolutely insane. So, way to start off our first day of podcastmas. Yeah, that's a good start to podcastmas. Thank you. Was I like it? So, catch us tomorrow. We do a whole other case. I know it's off topic, but I just remembered. Like, I just rubbed my face. I was like, oh, no, my nose ring. And then I remembered Sterling bashed me in the face with a pillow earlier and ripped my nose ring out. <laughs> he did not. You're so dramatic. I, sometimes I really don't like him. <laughs> you do like him. No, I don't. Okay, you love him. I love him, but there's a lot of times when I really don't like him. Like, right now. I thought you said you had more rings in your car. I do. I was about to get one. Okay. All right. Well. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow for a whole nother stocking. Bye. As in being stocked and not wearing stockings. (laughs) Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly three dollars a month that's literally 10 cents a day you can join the slightly wicked after that we've got the moderately wicked for just five dollars a month followed by the awesomely wicked for seven dollars a month and for those high rollers big ballers we have the extraordinarily good so head on over check it out if you like what you see join it up if subscriptions aren't your jam head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash w-d-o-w where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or you know like podcasting equipment which would probably be a better use of our money feel free to give us a follow on instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones or you can give us a like on facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked Or, you know what, you could just do both, because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. Great news, guys. We've made it big time. And you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.